0: much for joining us as we post-mortem this Illinois football game as the Illini fall to 0-2 today after losing to Purdue 31-24. Marley, you are traveling all across uh, the viewing area. You were cross-country today for high school as the high schoolers wrapped up uh, their season. You listened to the game. You've called the highlights now. You've talked to Robert Rosenthal, our analyst from Illini board. Uh, you'll see that interview tomorrow. What's your big takeaways from the game today?
1: Yeah, Brett, I think the biggest thing that we can take away from this game is that they overcame so much adversity. There were so many different just circumstances going into this game, and it all started when two players had tested positive earlier this week, Thursday, Friday, around then, and uh, we get the news release that says Brandon Peters is going to be out, uh, freshman tight end. Griffin Moore is also out, um, So, and then 12 other players, in addition to them, um, are also out of the game, not because they tested positive, but because of contact tracing or injuries or whatever it may be. They didn't specify, but 14 players out for the game, I mean, you, I couldn't imagine what Lovey Smith had been thinking, you know, leading up to this game, um, but for Karan Taylor to come in and play the way that he did, I mean, I... My ex, the bar was low um, when I heard that he was coming in to the game after Matt Robinson went down early there um, in the first. But I think for the way that he played, the way that he gave Illinois a chance to win, especially for a fourth-string quarterback that's coming in with little to no game time experience, and really taking the most amount of snaps that he's had in his college career uh i think is a big testament to him and and who he is as a player and how this team can rally together and, and overcome adversity even though they didn't get the win
0: i completely agree with that and to think from his emotions right almost what you mentioned he finds out thursday he said he was going to play today or probably be in the mix in that sense he can't imagine matt robinson is going to get hurt but when you go from four even to two on that chart and on the depth chart you, you get some different feelings in that like hey I, there's a chance i might play and they've already gotten through the majority of practice by thursday they're essentially just to, to walk throughs by that point thursday being the last real practice they practice tuesday wednesday thursday friday's so a walkthrough saturday's your game and so i can't put myself in his shoes just thinking the excitement and then once he gets in and i asked him after the game what he thought about his nerves and he said he was pretty cool, calm and collected to get to that point. Uh, here's Karan Taylor on all of that and one and what his teammates think as well.
1: No, I did feel good out there. It was good. I, I was calm and collect. You know, it was a it was a little bit, you know, rowdy. Like everybody, when I first, when Matt went down, he
0: go, Karan, oh, Karan, Karan.
1: So then I was a little anxious, but after then, after I got the first couple of snaps, I was good.
0: A lot of guys count Karan out. Kind of crying out a long time ago. I've been knowing what he was capable of, though. I knew once he'd get his chance, he, he'd do the most with it. Man. He did really well. He's got some dog in him, I'll tell you that. Um, uh, he, he definitely's got. I'm got my support. I'm um, Karan uh, Taylor stepped up big for us and filled a big role for us and was able to get stuff done. Um, I think, I think he cleans up a little bit, like taking care of the football a little bit better, and we'll be in some good. We'll be in good business. I thought overall he played pretty well. Now, the turnovers, those are tough, Molly. When you throw two picks and you fumble twice, it's going to be really difficult to win. I take away from that, a four-string quarterback, the defense kept you in the game in the fourth quarter, gave the offense a chance to drive down the field and score a touchdown. And Lovey Smith said he was going for two in that, too, which I thought was very interesting. He's been way more aggressive in that. But if you're going to bring a four-string quarterback in and he's going to go 17 for 29 with two TDs, I'd say he did okay and he mixed it up. I think that's the kind of quarterback Rod Smith wants is someone that can run and throw. And I thought overall, he had a pretty good arm today.
1: Yeah, bro, I would agree. I mean, you mentioned those turnovers, but I, I think that is expected given a guy that, I, I mean, I was taught when we heard, um, you know, Lovey Smith in, in the press conference, he said, you know, he, he didn't really take a lot of reps in practice. I mean, they reserve those reps for the first and second string. So really he wasn't getting a lot of practice time to maybe get comfortable with some of his receivers and tight ends or whatever it may be. So I think that that's the result that you kind of expect.
0: And for you, we we heard some rumors, Molly, this week that maybe there was gonna be a couple of guys out with COVID. I think it really started to pick up steam last night. I had heard Brandon Peters is a name for that. But when you see that email, I mean, what do you think, and what, what do you think a lot of fans think? I mean, we'd love to have you chat in here as we, we go along here on our podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook, on the WCI3 Facebook page, as well as our sports page, Twitter's as well. So if, if you got some thoughts, chime in. But, you know, once they played Wisconsin last week, I don't know about you. I was kind of just expecting there to be some positives.
1: Right. And I think Karan Taylor did provide a positive. I mean... If you're comparing the two side by side, yes, Brandon is the starting quarterback, but Karan Taylor got the offense to score a touchdown this game. Granted, it's Purdue versus Wisconsin. But I think he provided a little bit of of a spark for this offense. Maybe just something new to, to mix it up. Because um, we saw them struggle so, so badly against um, Wisconsin. And when they were just really weren't able to, to get anything going offensively in that game. And I think there was a big difference um, here against Purdue. And I think too, maybe what they could have done a little bit better is. Uh, maybe utilize the run game a little bit more i think too when you have a new quarterback lovey smith even mentioned you know they want to simplify the play so could brandon peters done some more complex plays in the playbook that maybe they had planned for absolutely but with karan maybe okay he just hands it off to the running back and mike epstein you know takes it all the way which we we saw him score um his first touchdown um of the season and his first one since tearing his acl so that's definitely a positive for mike epstein but i think maybe uh, they could have simplified a little bit more than than what they did.
0: Yeah, I was talking positives from COVID nineteen, Mar.
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm like we're selling the quarterbacks here. <laughs> well, no,
0: did you expect positives this week from from <laughs> Illinois players?
1: Um, yeah, I did. I think with like a trickle down effect with um, right. Reportedly, Graham Mertz testing positive last weekend. It was, and however, I think they were up to like fourteen positives between players and staff. And you know, twenty-two today.
0: Yeah, I mean, you they, think of twenty-two? That's you know, it's a fifth of the team is positive now with coaches and players and all of that. You know, that's that's a big number. I, mm-hmm. I think there's potentially going to be more with Illinois too. It wouldn't surprise me either if there's more than just Griffin Moore and Brandon Peters.
1: Right, yeah, I, I think just with the, that would be, I don't want to say ignorant of us to think, but, you know, they were on the practice field this week. I mean, Lovey said that on Monday, no one had tested positive. And I think the thing with COVID that's so tricky is like, okay, they didn't test positive let's say, on Monday, but maybe they were positive Wednesday. Like, the test, I feel like, doesn't accurately reflect if it's in your system or in your body and who you're passing it to. I mean, these guys are practicing every day and together, and they're sharing a locker room. And, yes, there are precautions that are being taken, but how much of that really does prevent the spread? I mean, we saw them – I mean, they weren't even – sharing a locker room with wisconsin just maybe passing by a guy that tested positive it was enough for brandon peters um to contract the virus and who knows if his roommates are okay i mean i know with the contact tracing there's like the 10-day isolation period but who knows what kind of domino we're gonna domino effect we're gonna see moving forward here
0: Right. And Wisconsin doesn't go to Nebraska today for its game. Who knows when they're going to play again? And I just hope that it doesn't get toward that trickle down effect, like you mentioned, where all of a sudden now there's no quarterbacks left. There's no integrity for a game. And Illinois is supposed to host Minnesota next week. I guess it's probably good that they're going to be at home, you know, and around their own facility and all of that. No traveling before next week's game. But then you go to Rutgers the week after that. So, you know, it, it just kind of. Can get out of hand real quick here and it's also crazy to me Marley, to think that you know we're a fourth of the way through the regular season quote unquote now after two weeks of illinois football they're only playing an eight plus one schedule right. so you know we're, we're a fourth of the way through that and illinois is now zero two and there's still some big time concerns in the secondary i thought the defensive line played quite a bit better today i was impressed with owen carney he had penalties that were not good but he had multiple sacks, I thought that's the kind of performance that Illinois needs from its defensive line. It's seniors stepping up and playing well if, if this team is going to do well. And overall, I was pretty impressed with what they did, limiting Purdue to just 80 rushing yards on the day. Illinois had 177. The passing game is where Illinois got eaten up, and that's the secondary. And I still have big-time concerns on a secondary where you're starting Sidney Brown, you're starting Tony Adams, two veteran guys that have been around that have – you know, 25, 30 plus starts, and they're still just picking apart this offense or this defense. If I'm an opponent, I don't know that I run the ball that much or even try. I think I just go out there and start passing the ball and slinging it around because Illinois has yet to prove that they can stop it this year.
1: Right. And I think, too, um, heading into to this season, Nate Hobbs even said, you know, the secondary, he said, this is his quote here that uh, he said something like, you know, we can be the best position group on the team and I think we're we're not seeing that at all especially like you mentioned Brett for all the veteran veterans and all of the experience that they are returning to that group it is just not up to par with what you would expect from that secondary group I mean I'm just looking here at the little stat sheet that I have Nate Hobbs three tackle six tackles total sorry three solo tackles Um, I it's just Yeah, I think, yeah, and I I spoke to Robert Rosenthal a little bit about this as well, and he said for Lovey Smith's fifth year, for the defensive coach that he is, the defense should be way above where they are um, right now. And we saw a little glimpse of that in the game when they were, you know, playing well, but I think when they're just playing bad, it's it's downright awful, and, and their opponents seem to take advantage of it.
0: Right, and I would expect Minnesota to come in and, and pass the ball all over the place next week with Tanner Morgan. Uh, you know, he was had a breakout season last year as a sophomore. He's back this year. Jacob here says the university has all students and faculty test every two days. They're monitoring the spread as good as any agency out there. And, Jacob, I completely agree with you on that. The Illinois athletes tested every day, and yet you can still get – a positive test back from this and so no one is immune to the virus it we're living in the middle of a pandemic and it's what you're going to expect there's going to be positive tests along the road and i was talking to jeremy warner on our pregame show earlier about this what are we going to do in basketball because your numbers there are so much thinner mm-hmm. if io or kofi gets a positive test back or you get a couple of role players now all of a sudden what do you do? I mean, you only have 13 scholarships to begin with, but if you lose two guys out of that, right. that's essentially like losing 10 guys for a football game, you know, and
1: well, I think here, here we are.
0: Sorry, go ahead.
1: <laughs> it's, it's tough when we're in we're in different spots. Um, I was going to say with basketball, I think there is a little bit more flexibility where, yes, there's less numbers, but they also play more games, so they don't have to worry about okay, having this eight-game season, you know, they're going to play 20-plus games where may, maybe there is that wiggle room to knock a game or two off the schedule.
0: But if they do have to miss 21 days, if you miss three weeks of a basketball season, I mean, that oh, could I be four, or five, six days. games, Yeah, you know, where, where you're out with football. If the release is correct, which I assume right. it is, and they said that hopefully Brandon Peters can be back for the Nebraska game. Okay, well, you missed three games, maybe four. You know, basketball, you could miss a lot more than that if it's 21 days. Mm-hmm. And I, I want this to be clear, too, and we mentioned this on the pregame show. It's really important that we in the media make sure that everyone is aware of this. Okay, only two people tested positive so far, according to the university, and that's Brandon Peters and Griffin Moore. All of the other guys that were out today were either contact tracing issues or injuries. And so they will likely be out next week against Minnesota.
1: Yeah, because it's 10 days, I believe, for contact racing.
0: Correct. Right. And so that would put them at Thursday. If, if they all tested positive on Thursday, if Brandon and Griffin did, then that means that they're not going to be able to be available until Sunday, which means they're going to miss the Minnesota game. So that's 10 days. But Brandon and Griffin are out 21 days, which puts them well into November here. And, and hopefully they can be back. By the Minnesota game or uh, by the Nebraska game, Nebraska. but they have to go under cardiac testing and some different things. And this is all the Big Ten protocol. We saw it in the SEC where, you know, Alabama's Nick Saban test positive, and then he's back three days later after two negative tests back to back. That's not how the Big negative. Ten's going. Yeah. How, well, how
1: much did that negative test cost them? Hmm. <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> I, I don't know. But, and there's mo- this is big money, you know, and there's so much at stake in this. And so you would hope that everyone is having the integrity of, uh, you know, in Illinois, which I think Illinois is going to be and the utmost standard here. I would expect only that because they are testing every day and they were at the front of this, um, you know, so we'll see. And Jacob says, agreed, and the assessment for basketball team is just, if not more, at risk. And yeah. yeah, I mean, you're you're tackling people in football and all of that. I get it. But in basketball, you're banging in the post. you you're got a hand in the defender's face from the guards. I mean, it's just, yeah, the numbers are smaller, but you're so much more in each other's personal space in basketball in that sense, yeah. sweating on each other. At least in football, you have face masks and you have pads and all of that. I mean, I think you see these guys in basketball i mean they're drenched in sweat they're banging all over around i mean Mm -hmm. i don't know i i I hope we have a season i hope they can go off that we can get you know the full 27 games or whatever they're going to play with their mte or whatnot but i just have i have some doubts because we're in the we're still in the biggest one of the biggest parts of this pandemic and especially here in champaign county and wherever you're at tonight your numbers may be different but the the hospitalizations are as high in Champaign County right now is they've been since March and maybe even more than that so you know I think there's some big time concerns uh with that yeah. all and right thing, uh, go sorry, ahead Mark. uh
1: just one thing I want to say too I think we get so caught up too in like the numbers like okay this many people positive this many today okay two tests positive Brandon Peters Griffin Moore. but like they're people honestly I hope they're okay that's where my head you right. know like sometimes you just go to like oh my god the case is the this the that but okay here are two illinois football players that you know we don't know if they have symptoms are they sick are they okay you know i and and we know what what this virus has done and and how many lives it's taken so at the end of the day like i i hope they're okay
0: yeah, absolutely, and we don't know if they're asymptomatic. I, I didn't hear any of that. That wasn't in the release today, so I'm not sure if you know they're having any symptoms or not, and, and you're absolutely 100% right, that their safety is, is priority number one in all of this and, and you hope that they're going to be okay and that ultimately no other alumni players test positive for COVID-19. But I, I do want to give Illinois some credit here, Marley. They, they, they didn't play well in the first half, down 14 nothing. And then you know, able to cut it to seventeen ten. Great to see Caleb Griffin get his first points, some extra points today, a field goal as well. The former Danville standout covered him, you know, extensively in his high school career, and and the Vikings proud. He's a proud Danville guy, that's for sure. So it was yeah. great to see an area standout uh, step in there for goes James to McCourt. The, the
1: basketball games, like I've seen. It in oh, a he's couple... a
0: huge Illini fan. Yeah, <laughs> but Sorry. you know, James McCourt, the kicker, a, a guy in there that is out today, and. So Caleb steps in. That was fantastic to see. But overall, the turnovers really hurt in the second half. And it gets up to 31-10 in the third quarter. And you're thinking this game's over right at the end of the third when Purdue scores and they get that fumble recovery off of Karan Taylor. They were Illinois is pinned way deep into its own zone. Karan fumbles that they pick it up. 31-10. And I don't know if I would have blamed them Molly, if they just quit, in a sense, with all the adversity that they faced the last couple of days and who's playing and all of that. And maybe that's a couple of years ago this team probably would have folded. But they didn't, and they gave themselves a chance to win. And I give them a ton of credit for Cron Taylor to come down and throw two touchdown passes in the fourth quarter and, and make it interesting. And it was fun there at the end with Illinois with the chance to win. And, and they were down 31-10 last year able to come back and find a way to win uh, a couple of games late. And, uh, look, I think that's some positive momentum moving forward. And Lovey Smith talked about that, just getting themselves in a position. Now, you'd rather not get down 31-10 and be put in that position. But like we mentioned earlier with the four-string quarterback, all things considered, it's not too bad. We had a chance. We had ball with a chance to win, you know. We were gonna go for two at the end. We had a chance at the end of the game. So considering everything that's that's happened, I was definitely pleased with our effort. And that's, that's what you, as a coach, you wanna look. Did we play hard throughout? Did we handle tough, a tough situation? Yes, we did. Next time we'll finish the job. All right, so that's a nice statement from Lovie Smith, whatever else. It's also completely 100% fair in my mind, Molly, that you can, be mad and ticked off for having to question that why are they in this position in year five of lovey smith and that he's commenting on effort i get it i, I if you know i don't blame a nation for being mad at that statement that like hey we we need more than just effort in being in a game in the fourth quarter after getting down by 21 points in year five
1: yeah but this is also a, a crazy year unprecedented times i hate to use that but like it really is <laughs> So I don't think, like, I, I think given the circumstances, that was fine to say that there was effort. But I do agree with you, Brett, that, okay, this is year five. Maybe you should have a little bit more depth and you should be expected to compete in these games. Whereas, you know, it just seems like every game now that they're going into, it's they're just the automatic underdog, basically.
0: Right. And that's basically what I'm saying there is, it's okay to expect more because that's what Lovey Smith has told us. That's what Rod Smith has told us. That's what the players have told us. Like you mentioned earlier with the secondary, they feel like they have an opportunity to be the best position group on the team. Okay, well it's time to show that instead right. of getting you know blown out here and in, in, you know really the first what would be seven quarters you you know. They didn't compete that well. And so the chance for them to come out and, and you expect more because Illinois expects more. And that's what they're giving us. They're telling us that they are they are better. Okay, well, go out and prove it. And I don't think that's unfair for Alana Nation to say that. All right, here we are, 0-2, Molly. Illinois is not the only 0-2 team in the Big Ten West, though. Isn't it crazy when we look at what the Big Ten West standings are here on Halloween two weeks into the season. Northwestern 2-0 and <laughs> after a big win today for them. You've got Wisconsin at 1-0 after not playing Nebraska today. Nebraska's 0-1. Minnesota 0-2, so we're going to have an 0 for game next week. Someone is going to go to uh, 0-3. One team will go to 1-2. and And then you have Iowa also 0-2, and they're just a couple of plays away from possibly being 2-0. I don't know if I expected to see this two weeks in for what the standings would be. No
1: way. This is just like an explosion, like a bomb that went off in the Big Ten standings and like everyone is just getting a record <laughs> basically. Like, I, I don't know. I think it, it kind of gives you, though, a little bit of excitement for what's to come for this season. You know, for all we know, Wisconsin could still have, you know, 20-plus COVID cases and not play another game the rest of the season. And then here comes Northwestern, from beyond the grave to come in and take the big 10 title you know i i it's kind of with with all that's going on this season it might it might make things a little interesting
0: it is 2020 and what a year it's been so far i'm totally 100 convinced there's going to be even more weird things that are happening and on the way but if you would have pegged me for illinois being oh and two for the first two weeks i probably would have said I, I don't believe you there i, I thought they would have beat purdue today they don't now it's about rallying around the leaders coming up top and and figuring out how to get a win next week against the Minnesota team that's coming off of back-to-back losses here and a, a really close loss last night at Maryland that that came down to the wire and and Maryland coming up and and picking up the win. so uh, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, is it basketball season yet? Tomorrow is November one, which right. means we get basketball in November. I, I don't think there's, there's
1: still no schedule, basically, and still <laughs> no
0: schedule, right? Isn't that the craziest thing in the world that we're no. gonna start basketball in November, which is tomorrow, and we don't have a schedule?
1: right but are we are we gonna start basketball i don't know i think maybe that's the bigger like if they haven't released (laughs) the schedule at this point are we maybe kind of like
0: well there's one game on the schedule we know that much and it's a big one illinois duke at chapel hill or in durham excuse me at cameron indoor man that is gonna be a fun game
1: if they gotta give us one at least give us that one
0: (laughs) right and i don't think like even if you don't play any other non-conference games yeah (laughs) Like, you know, that's the only one you're going to play. I think a I fans would be just fine with that one, a chance to go to Duke. There's so many storylines with that. That's going to be a lot of fun on December 8th. Can't wait. Just a little more than a month away, six, five weeks away, essentially. Man, that's going to be cool. Would it surprise you real quick here, Molly, as we wrap up? And it's, it would not surprise me, but would it surprise you at all if, if the Big Ten just said, hey, we're only playing conference games for basketball?
1: No, oh, no, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I think with the way, I mean, maybe what we're learning from, uh, the football season right now, I think, um, maybe it might be safer to just keep it within the big 10. So it is like the same protocol. So no, I don't, I don't think that would surprise me, even though they have this one with Duke lined up. I think the big 10 can say, Hey, you know what? We're, we're not going to do that. So.
0: Yeah, or maybe just a one-off, you know, okay, you can play an ACC or you can play another Power 5 school and whatever that may be, but no Gavit games announced this week. That's with the Big East. And, you know, will will Illinois even get its multi-team event off that's been rumored to happen in Champaign the week of Thanksgiving? I don't know, so many questions, and we're going to find them all out here in the next four or five weeks, and I can't wait. We'll be here to cover it. Hopefully Illinois basketball will live up to the hype that Illinois football had for itself this year. So far, though, 0 and 2, and, and still trying to figure out how to get on the right side of the win column. All right, Marley, that was fun. Our first time doing it this way. What'd you well, think?
1: Well, this way, like with the, I'm looking here at the computer, like our <laughs> new setup that we have. But not the, this brings me back to when I was sitting in my apartment in April and you guys had me on like the computer. And yeah.
0: <laughs> For like, how, how long were you in your apartment? Like five straight weeks?
1: i think it was close to like two months actually
0: oh man
1: yeah i i don't want to go back so please let's (laughs) keep the virus under control because i i can't i can't go back
0: (laughs) right well we'll do our part here to socially distance and and enjoy this technology we've got (laughs) to be able to yeah you know do our do our part in that and mask up and everything else hey we got to get a little fun in here though it is halloween so we'll wrap up the 31 podcast uh give me your favorite halloween candy
1: oh god (laughs) everyone thinks i'm such a loser for this but i really like almond joys i remember being like whatever when i was like trick-or-treating and you know we do the big like candy trade and everyone would just like give me their almond joys like i wouldn't even have to trade for anything they're like the almond wow toss it and i'm like yes give it to me
0: (laughs) the almond joy Yeah. Well, you are a joyful spirit, I guess, you know, (laughs) that makes a little bit of sense. I'm going to hard pass on the Almond Joy.
1: Yeah, what's your favorite?
0: So I have two. I'll go with the Reese's or the Twix.
1: Okay. Yeah, Twix I can get behind. Reese's I like, but it's not my favorite. I'm not a huge, like, chocolate and peanut butter combo. It it doesn't...
0: doesn't Oh, man.
1: It's good, but I can crush a couple... Peanut butter cups, but like it won't, it won't bring me to the level of joy that an almond joy (laughs) brings. Or the mounds. Uh, The mounds are also good. That's what you
0: like mounds. Yeah. What is wrong with you?
1: I see. This is why I didn't want to answer this question.
0: (laughs) Who likes mounds?
1: Me. I like them. Oh
0: man, Um, that is awful. All right. Well, they're still in business. I mean, somebody must be eating them. It's not me. So.
1: It's me, I, I guess.
0: I just don't know a bunch of people that are out there crushing Almond Joy and Mounds. But, hey, you know what? No judgment here. It's okay. Well, we're not kicking you out of the sports department. Uh, all right, what I you know. got for me? We got three questions, three randos. What you got?
1: Okay. Um, are, are you dressing up for Halloween?
0: I am not. The kids are – Well, uh, so my middle – child Gabe I think he changed his mind lately he wanted to be a baseball player he was a ghost and uh what is Allie? I gotta get home here because they're I didn't they're dressed remember up
1: last year either I was like what what's Allie gonna be for Halloween you're like oh, I don't know she's a
0: princess yeah I I'm not gonna <laughs> dress up for Halloween what about you are you uh, gonna do the 10 tonight in a costume
1: oh maybe I should <laughs> That would be fun. Last year I was Cam Newton, so it, it uh, would be hard to,
0: to Can you get the hair? That.
1: Yeah, so right? I kinda like flip my hair, like I did like kinda like this to get uh, like whatever he has yeah. going on underneath his little babushka little scarf thing that there you go. he always wears in his press conference, and so yeah.
0: The babushka.
1: Yeah, isn't that what it's called? Like when they I
0: Marley, I'm terrible. I don't know. With I don't know. I'm call I, me no on that.
1: <laughs> I feel like I've heard somebody call it that before, so I don't know
0: all right last question for me let's say corona ends tomorrow where's the first place you're going
1: oh i i'm gonna
0: canada can yeah you had a trip right had I, had to a trip.
1: Call it off? I had a trip to canada um me and my family we were going to go to calgary um and go to like banff national park we were so excited and then Covid, and it's like a joke with my family that we can never plan anything because something always happens and goes wrong, and we always have to like cancel a vacation. So we're like, of course, like this awesome, cool, fun thing that we have planned, we can't do. So yeah, uh, Covid ends, we're getting our flights back to Canada. I would hope
0: (laughs) that sounds perfect. Yeah, I had also had a little trip to Canada that was supposed to happen in August with our station, Mm -hmm. and that Canada. To go to alaska that's not happening either so let's make canada happen for both of us in 2021
1: right. will you were you actually going to go to canada there's like the layover
0: yeah so there's a little cruise type thing through canada go to fly to seattle and then you take a cruise up through canada oh. and you actually stopped in canada for a little while and then up through alaska
1: so fun all right well may canada be in our future
0: let's let's make that happen okay all right marley Uh, it was fun thank you this has been the three in one podcast hey we'll do it again next week after the minnesota game let's hope it's a little bit better results next time all right for marley Weirda, i'm brett barons thanks for watching see you next time on the three in one podcast